0: Count it up, count it up, count it up, count it, count it up, count it up, count it up. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Friday, July 13th. I'm Donald Ware. Happy Friday to you. It's the end of another great week and hope you're looking forward to a great weekend. I know I am got a lot of Little League baseball and softball plans, so I'm very much looking forward to that. Again, if you've downloaded This podcast, don't forget about the weekend edition of From the Press Box to Press Row, airing on a radio station near you. Log on to our website, BoxToRow.com, BoxToRow.com, that's B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W.com, and what you want to do is go to the affiliates link and find a radio station in your area that carries the program, or you can listen on tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, that's 8 a.m. Central Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific time on Sirius XM channel 142. Going to be talking. Matter of fact, um, we're going to be talking a lot of uh, uh, NBA and the transactions that have uh, transpired over the last couple of weeks. We're also going to be talking about the fact that the CIAA tournament has put out the bidding process. So now cities can bid on future CIAA tournaments. Um, They're going to make the announcement in December. As a matter of fact, December of this year as to where. The 2021 CIAA tournament is going to take place and for the next three years. So they're putting out a bid process that's going to be every three years um, a city will be selected. And then also we're going to talk a little bit about um, the SWAC and the SWAC moving its football championship game and its basketball tournaments back to Birmingham, where its headquarters is located in Birmingham. So we're going to talk about that. Plus, if you hadn't had a chance to listen to the Elizabeth uh, Elizabeth City State uh, HBCU Football Daily Podcast from uh, last week, you want to listen to that. We had a very candid conversation with Anthony Jones, the longtime head football coach at Alabama a is now the head football coach at Elizabeth City State. He talked a lot about what happened, at least from his perspective, at Alabama a and And then also we talked with him about the passing of his son, which took place uh, back in 2014. So actually, we're going to replay part of that interview also on this weekend's edition of From the Press Box to Press Row. Speaking of the sWAT on today we're going to be taking a look. At the Grambling State Tigers, two-time defending SWAC champions. Two-time defending SWAC champions. As a matter of fact, media day taking place today. And speaking of Birmingham, also media day taking place in Birmingham today for the SWAC. And wouldn't you know it, the Tigers have been picked to win the Western Division. I don't think there's any surprise behind that. The, the question mark is uh, who is who are they going to replace at quarterback, who are you going to replace at running back? But the the defense should be solid. Matter of fact, they had 15 players that were named to all SWAC teams. 15 players who were named to all SWAC teams. And uh, we're going to talk, uh, obviously, about the Grambling State Tigers today. Of course, Broderick Fobbs enters his fifth season as the head coach at Grambling. And, uh, you know, he's just boys really turned the program around I mean I don't think it can be overstated where this program was back in two thousand thirteen. you know you again for those that may not remember uh, it's not that long ago that Grambling boycotted a couple of games the football team boycotted a game and it stirred up this whole thing nationally and um, so what fobs has been able to do, With that program has been tremendous, including a Celebration Bowl victory um, in 2016 after the 2016 season with the win over North Carolina Central. Um, How do you replace a quarterback like a Devontae Kincaid, who was obviously could throw the football, was a threat to run the football as well? I mean, that's going to be hard going. He's been a guy uh, for the last couple of years that has just led this program, but. I don't say but because it's hard to replace a guy like that. So right now you have a battle between Jeremy Hickbottom, who is the only quarterback on the roster that started a game, and then also Charles Wright. But throw into that mix a uh, a, a transfer kid um, who, as a matter of fact, um, the young man is by the name of Alden Clark, um, he's at all. He, he, he's transferring from uh, Arkansas State. He's a guy that's from that area. And so that's going to that's going to be a real battle right there. Now at Arkansas State, he redshirted as a freshman. So he should have all four years to play at Grambling doesn't mean he comes in and is the starter because he did not play at Arkansas State. So he's still, um, you know, but he but but again, it's going to be a real battle um, coming out of spring. There wasn't. Uh, you know, there wasn't a clear cut favorite between Wright and uh, and Hickam Bottom. So, uh, or Hick Bottom, excuse me. So, um, you know, we'll definitely have to see how that plays out. But that should be an interesting quarterback battle um, going into uh, fall camp. And then the running back. I mean, how do you replace a guy like a Marquez uh, Marquez Carter? who was f- uh, phenomenal, really all four years, had a great story, started out playing basketball um, in college uh, at Wiley. I believe he was at Wiley, um, got sort of, was was not a fit there, came back home um, and decided, it was given an opportunity, as a matter of fact, to walk on to Grambling's program, and in four years did an absolutely tremendous job. So how do you... You know what do you do there to try and replace a Martez Carter? What you do is you do what a uh, <laughs> what what Coach Fobbs would do, and that's move a tight end to the running back position. Jordan Jones, who was um, selected as a All Conference performer last year, um, second team at tight end. As a matter of fact, is now going to play running back. The kid is big. Um, you know, if you look at him currently, or you know, just looking at um, Uh, The roster, at least from last year, he was 6'2 and 260 pounds. So that's what you do. You move a tight end (laughs) to running back. So, you know, I I think that's a very interesting move. Um, And, and again, I mean, you got a big guy now. I don't know, you know, in terms of his niftiness and Speed and all of that kind of stuff, but obviously he was a guy that can that can catch the football out of the backfield. We know that for sure. And then I'm sure he had some good run after catch ability. So that's how you replace a guy, a Martez Carter, with a Jordan Jones. Um, Gremlin's going to be solid up front. Uh, William Waddell and Kyle Davis anchor. That offensive line, both of those guys, first team, all selection, preseason, uh, all swack selections. Then defensively, I mean, defensively, the Tigers, um, out of 11 positions, the Tigers had five guys that were first team, all SWAC, preseason selections. Uh, and the defensive line is going to be absolutely stellar and stout with Linwood Banks, Allen Carter, Carter, and Brandon Varner. And then also... Um, In that secondary, you got a guy like a Percy uh, Percy Cargo who has um, some experience in the defensive backfield. But the guy that I really like and that everybody really likes is the Christmas kid. Listen, I mean, this guy was absolutely had a chance to see him. First time I saw him in person um, was in the uh, in the in the SWAC championship game um, on last year. And this kid. And, and and not the Swag Championship game in the celebration bowl in the, in the in the year before that, this kid is absolutely. But he really had a breakout year last year. He was the Swag's Defensive Player of the Year on uh, last year, and um just a fun, just a football guy plays. Just a football player. Just the guy plays football. He has a knack to go after the football to make tackles to make plays. And I mean, you know, when you have a guy like that, that's anchoring your defense that has that experience, boy, this grambling defense is going to be absolutely tough. We, you know, there are some question marks as it relates to the offense. There's no doubt about that. You got a quarterback battle. You got a running back that you're moving from tight end that's coming to running back, even though what makes all things go with the offense is up front. You got a couple of guys that can anchor that up front. But at the skill positions, you, you, there are some question marks there. There aren't many question marks on defense for Grambling, particularly when you have a guy like Christmas who's coming back at the linebacker position. And then special teams-wise, Marco Orozco comes back as the kicker. He's a box to roll All-America last year, um, as was Christmas, by the way. But uh, Orozco, an excellent field goal kicker. So in that special teams game, you can count on Grambling being very, very solid there. So, I mean, you know, Grambling, obviously being picked to uh, win this thing again, um, you know, I, I mean, you know, w- there's no big surprise there. Um, and then, you, you know, even if you look at the Western Division, I mean, Southern's going to try to challenge. But, I mean, you know, they got they, they have some guys to replace. I mean, they got a big time quarterback um, to replace. So that's that's going to be, you know, certainly a challenge within it itself. So that's a look at the Grambling State Tigers, and um, so uh, what we're going to do is want you to have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, and we're going to pick things back up uh, on Monday, and we're going to stay in the swack. As a matter of fact, we're going to take a look at the Alabama State Hornets' on monday so don't forget about the weekend edition of the program log on to our website um, at boxcaro.com to find an affiliate in your area that carries the program have a great week!